0: All right, here we are, the Basement Sports and Entertainment Podcast. I am your host, Jordy Dereniak, and today I have a special co-host. He's been on before, but go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: What's up, fans? It's Jake Rowe here with Jordy. I can't wait to dive in today's podcast, talk to you about all the NBA news and games that are going to be going on tonight.
0: Yes, yes, it's going to be a good show. Not too long, but... get 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 get, it'll get you what you need all right so first thing up is uh it's been confirmed that kevin durant will uh be back from injury tomorrow night against the heat been a long time for him
1: yeah i did see that today when uh was just kind of you know going through things looking over what uh we could potentially be talking about and You know, that's kind of the biggest thing I really saw was KD's finally back on the floor. Uh, I think he got injured. It was like middle of January or something like
0: that. Yeah, it was a while ago.
1: Yeah, and so, you know, interesting game going against the Heat, obviously. You know, the Nets are trying to turn it around here and, you know, get back up towards the top of the Eastern Conference. And, uh, you know, that's that's a way to break yourself back into, you know, playing uh, against, you know, the current number one seed in the East.
0: Yeah, and it's worth noting that the Nets were actually really good when KD was playing. I think they were the two seed when he got hurt.
1: Yeah, they were definitely up there. It was, you know, like Chicago, Miami, and the Nets. Uh, it was just kind of rotating between those three when KD was still playing, you know, albeit, too, this was all when James Harden was kind of in and out of the lineup as well. Kyrie was, you know, playing away games, so. You know, now that Harden's gone, obviously, from the Nets, you know, getting KD back is huge for them. Uh, the Nets, over the last 10 games, have already been
0: 3-7, and seven, so yeah, they is, they you know, need him. new life for them. So, you know, like we've said,
1: hopefully gets them above the 7th seed so they don't have to play that play-in game to get into the playoffs. You know, and, and at that point, you know, anything's possible when you've got one of the top players in the world, yes. you know, playing on your team, and, and Kevin
0: Durant yeah and it will be interesting to see how good they can be with just durant and then it'll be interesting to see how fast ben simmons could come come back and finally play the season
1: yeah you know it's crazy to think you know he was traded you know a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago you know we've we've yet to see him play as a brooklyn Nets, so um you know, I, I really think it it could do a lot for Ben Simmons. Just new, you know, new, new team, new scenery, uh, kind of revitalize himself. You know, and uh, not feel the pressure and just everything that was going on between him and the 76ers. You know, that's all in the
0: rearview mirror, and he can just kind of start over and you know yeah. have a new life in Brooklyn.
1: So it could be very very interesting to see what those two, you know, are like together, and then obviously with Kyrie playing with them as well.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what that looks like as well. The only thing that's definitely going to be noticed is Ben Simmons is not the scorer that Harden is.
1: Yeah, and you know it, it kind of makes me wonder, you know, maybe you know that actually does help uh, you know, help him out cuz if you got Kyrie and KD, you know, who are definitely true scorers in the game. I mean, KD can hit any shot. Um, you know, and so can Kyrie, you know, just a third guy like like those two, very similar, you know, with Harden. You know, does that really do them that much? Or having a guy like Ben Simmons who, you know, isn't going to be, you know, shooting the ball from anywhere. But it will be interesting to see what they can do, uh, you know, having, having that type of player with Ben Simmons, you know, because, you know, is he point guard? Is he point center? You know, like what could it be? Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they look like when they get all their pieces together and it, it, it Kyrie will be at least for the foreseeable future still only available for road games. So that that really hurts right there.
1: Yeah, that's just something that's, you know, been a topic of discussion for a while with Kyrie when he came back, you know. Yeah. What is what does that you know, what does that do for that team you know, it kind of makes you wonder how the guys feel about that in the locker room and things like that I mean, there haven't really been any negative reports but it's like you're sitting at you're sitting at the moment 32 and 31 you're the 8th seed you know, you're only 4 games ahead of being out of the playoff picture you know, it's like, well, if Kyrie would just play every single game home and away how much better could they be you know, could they make a good little final stretch here uh, with with 19 games remaining, to be able to you know really solidify themselves you know higher up in the standings.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. And then uh, the Suns we've seen a little bit so far without Chris Paul, who's out likely until the playoffs. And the Suns so far, they 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 still look like the Suns for the most part.
1: Yeah, you know, assuming CP3 is just out to the playoffs, you know, they got six and a half games over the Warriors, so...
0: That should be uh, enough of a lead.
1: Yeah, with with only, like, 20, 21 games left, I mean, like... It'd have to be miserable for Phoenix to lose that number one seed. I mean, and, you know, with Devin Booker and, you know, Mikel Bridges... DeAndre Aiden. I just can't imagine they're going to blow a six and a half game lead for that number one seed, even though CP3 is out. Um, and maybe it's a little bit strategic on the Sun's part. You know, obviously CP3 is not the CP3 of old when he was on the Clippers or the Hornets. You know, he's, he's obviously older. So maybe that, you know, it, it might only be a week or two injury, but they just don't even want to risk it and rather him just sit out for the remainder of the regular season so, you know, they can make that push again to the NBA finals like I'm sure they want to get back to and you know try to be NBA champions
0: yeah I got a feeling he'll be out probably the rest of the regular season they probably won't need him and that's uh uh that's that's really what it comes down to is yeah I
1: agree and and when you think about it you know with the whole play in game situation, you know, they could play a team like, you know, the Lakers if, if they were put, you know, make them the 8th seed or whatever. Um, you know, having CP3 for that is just crucial against a, you know, we might sit here and laugh that the Lakers are under 500 and almost in the playoffs, but you put that type of team with all the pieces that the Lakers have as like the 8th seed against the Suns, like anything's really possible. You know, yeah, a guy like LeBron and and all the other talent the Lakers have.
0: Yeah, the Lakers, it would definitely not be your typical eight seed.
1: No, I mean it. But uh, at the
0: same time, yeah. they have not played nearly as well as you'd expect this team to that team to.
1: No, not at all. I mean, honestly,
0: the Russell know. Westbrook move has not seemed to pay off for them really at all so far.
1: Yeah, it's funny because earlier today I was reading up on stuff and it sounds like the Lakers are trying to
0: find a new home for Russ, but, you know, they, yeah. they should have done that before the trade deadline
1: and now they're sitting here,
0: Yeah, you know, it's... a week or two after NBA trade line or trade deadline and they're like, yeah, we want to move them. It's like, well, you probably should have done it if you were that serious about it because now you just make yourselves look like idiots. And, right, but you know, what my else, question what, what is... What could
1: you have added to that team that could have helped out for this season
0: exactly but my question is who wants him who would want westbrook right now
1: i know it it, uh
0: what's his market i I don't know i think i i remember when it was around the deadline it it was you know like talks of john wall for russ which would just be
1: hilarious because (laughs) that was what sent john wall to houston uh, and Russ to the Wizards, and I don't know. I can't imagine any contender is going to want to take on that contract, especially when you see what he did with, you know, the Lakers and somebody like yeah. LeBron, who typically, you know, a guy like that or, you know, even, you know, inferior talent-wise players will join LeBron, and they look way better than they ever have in their careers. So um, I've got to imagine, you know, Russ is probably going to go to kind of the bottom Bottom feeders of, of the NBA at this point.
0: Yeah, he's 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 likely done playing for contenders, and if he's done playing for contenders, it makes you wonder how much longer he would want to play in general.
1: Exactly. I mean, he's up there in age two, You know. I mean, he's not.
0: An yeah, he's old had John, a he's, he's had a good career. A he's had a good career for the most part. Hasn't won the ring, but. Yeah, and I think that's
1: what's going to sting, you know, for him. And, and, and he's going to want to sit there and play for the contenders because he's going to sit here and look at the time he's been on the Lakers, you knowing he was ring chasing, but he didn't get it. Yeah. And, he's, and and that that's, at this point, that's the only thing, you know, he doesn't have. Like you said, is an NBA championship ring, and that's, you know, what a lot of these guys want is, is that ring. You know, that's why you see a lot of these veterans just say, forget the money, I want the ring, because they've been in the league forever, made all sorts of money. But they just—they're missing out on that one—that one last piece.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you gotta get the ring. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Ring. All right. As far as uh, the news type stuff goes, I think we're pretty much covered with that. Tonight's games—games games are pretty solid. Not a lot of great matchups, but uh, some solid ones. Yeah,
1: you know, we were talking about this, you know, before we went on air. I, I, the only really intriguing game for me uh, is the Miami Heat go on the road in Milwaukee uh, to play the Milwaukee Bucks.
0: And yet, that's or, not the game on ESPN. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, I know. ESPN, we get at 7:30 p.m. Eastern. We get the uh, New York Knicks and Sixers, but you
0: he know, they just the played Knicks. each other, and the Sixers kicked their ass.
1: Exactly. You know, the New York Knicks fall apart. You know, you know, you hear Stephen A. Smith asking why he's even a fan of the Knicks.
0: Yeah. It, and that's big. And that's big right there.
1: I know. And Stephen A. loves his New York oh, Knicks. Oh, yeah. He so. loves his Knicks. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of just a lot of top teams playing, you know, terrible teams or, you know, like the Pacers Magic's just. Just two terrible teams playing one another. And there's yeah, that's
0: that's the definition of two shitty teams going after it.
1: Exactly. It's uh,
0: you know and they just played the other sure. night too, and Orlando roughed up the Pacers pretty good.
1: Exactly. You know, and for all those Pistons fans out there, you know that's probably a crucial game. Well, it's good for
0: the Magic to keep winning if you're a Pistons fan.
1: Exactly. You, I know you You Piston fans want that number one pick, so you want to have the,
0: uh, the Oh, magic God, or... I would love to see them have the number one pick again. I. I Just keep close enough I... to the Magic, though, because cause with the lottery, you don't necessarily need the number one odds to get the number one pick. Last right. year, they didn't have the top odds, and they still got it
1: exactly because it's what the top or the bottom three teams all have the same odds to get the number one pick right
0: uh it's something like that they they evened it out i'm pretty sure over in the more recent years but uh yeah and that's the thing is really as long as they're one of the three worst they got a shot at the number one pick
1: exactly so like you said Hopefully the Rockets knock off the Jazz tonight and the Magic knock off the Pacers. And,
0: uh, <laughs> I don't beat. think the Rockets are knocking the Jazz off.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Jazz are actually a 15-point favorite in that game. Yeah,
1: that's that's pretty wild to see. Uh, would you,
0: you take, know, take them to cover? <laughs> probably not. I
1: would no? Probably take, uh, I'd probably take the Jazz to easily cover 15.
0: Oh, you would take the Jazz to cover 15. Yes, yes. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, that's a big spread, but they very well could.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. You know, especially if they get out to a big lead early, you know, I mean... And Donovan
0: Mitchell and Gobert are playing, so...
1: I guess the only worry would be if the Jazz start putting in, you know, the bench players earlier in the middle of the third quarter and things like that. Maybe it closes the gap, but... If I was a bet man, that's what I'd be betting on.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Milwaukee's a four-and-a-half point favorite over the Heat. I feel like I like the Heat plus four-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe because it's in Milwaukee.
0: Uh, it's in Milwaukee, but Miami's a really good team.
1: Oh, no, they definitely are. Um, you know, both of them sit top four in the East. Uh... I don't know. Four and a half—that's a lot to give the Bucks. You know, the Heat always give them trouble, so you never know. I think
0: the Heat might even win this game.
1: Yeah, I could easily see Miami pulling it off and beating them. But you know, I might be a little biased as a Miami Heat fan.
0: Yeah, you might be, <laughs> but you know, I don't think—I don't think you're wrong for thinking that, though. I really don't.
1: No, and I'm, I am looking though The last time the Heat played Milwaukee It was in Miami The Heat won by 9 The time before that though in Milwaukee Granted this was back December 4th The Bucks did win 124 to 102
0: so Okay That was a while ago
1: Yeah I believe that was still when I want to say Bam was hurt I believe I don't
0: okay. know Regardless Long time ago
1: yeah we're talking three four months, so yeah
0: you know, talking that's knows. at the start of the season,
1: exactly,
0: yeah, we're after all star break now it's it's been a while, I think Miami's capable of winning that game,
1: yeah, I would probably definitely take Miami to be able to cover that, you know it's uh it's not on un- unobtainable for them,
0: and I think uh I know your answer. But would you take the 76ers to cover the ten and a half points against the Knicks tonight?
1: Man, that game's I be would. In Philly. It's yeah, in Philly.
0: I, I, I would.
1: The, I think the Sixers can do it. I mean, James Harden, you know, has looked really decent yes. so far as a Sixer. So, you know, it's just uh, had a
0: triple double in his second start for the team
1: exactly and i mean the, the the knicks just played the 76ers uh,
0: that was a 16 no, was point game, game i believe
1: yeah the sixers won by 16 points and that game was in new york
0: so yeah i definitely I, would take that uh the
1: 76ers
0: could easily cover that 10 and a half no doubt yeah i i think they will and then, you know what I think is an interesting game, and not because it features anyone that's particularly good, but the Pelicans and the Kings is an interesting game. Yeah,
1: you could call it that. Um, <laughs> it's just um, just kind of two nobodies that are just kind of in no man's land when it comes to hopeful to have a top and NBA draft pick or, you know, make the playoffs, or I guess... The Celtics, or I'm sorry, not the Celtics. What am I saying? The Pelicans are the 10th seed, so it, it you know, it, it's kind of got a little bit of importance there. But I think
0: Pelicans are six and a half point favorite over uh, the. They Kings. are. I think
1: the more important thing is what the heck is going on with Zion Williamson in uh, in New Orleans? If you ask me about that game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to see him at any point this season
1: I I don't know but you know
0: an hour ago it looks like there was a report that you know his fractured foot has been showing signs of you know healing
1: improved healing but at the same time I don't know if you saw this but during Mardi Gras which was happening over the last couple of days in New Orleans there was literally a Zion float that was essentially mocking him.
0: Oh, I saw that, Um, yep.
1: (laughs) So, you know, the fans are unhappy. I I, I heard from somewhere they sent out a uh, season ticket email to other current or potential new season ticket holders for next season. You know, and it it, it said, you know, come watch the likes of Brandon Ingram, uh, Jackson Hayes,
0: CJ McCollum,
1: McCollum, and it did not even include Zion Williamson on that list, which is uh, pretty you know interesting to see that they don't even include zion
0: yeah it's it's interesting i i i really don't know what's going to happen here but i i think zion definitely wants to play somewhere else and at some point in time he will how soon though i don't know
1: yeah, I'm almost kind of getting the same vibe that, you know, over the last couple of years we saw with Ben Simmons with the 76ers where it's like the player in this situation being Zion probably wants out. But the team is hopeful that things are going to change, but they're just never going to change. So I'm almost wondering if we're just going to see the same situation that we saw with Ben Simmons and the 76ers that we've, you know, really see- seen this year where it actually finally happened, where they, you know, they moved on from Ben and traded him, you know. If you're the Pelicans, you kind of have a nice core of players where it's like, just do it because, you know, it's, it's not like Zion's your only good piece.
0: Yeah, for the Pelicans, it's it seems like you're probably not going to hold on to him long term. They should try to deal him. I think the other thing is, too, is are we at a point where we have to worry? Is Zion an injury-prone player, or is this just some bad luck early on?
1: I mean, you definitely have to worry about it. I mean, he's, you know, especially with something like a fractured foot where, you know, obviously he's a bigger guy compared to, you know, other players at his position, you know, and playing in the NBA and jumping like that and landing on your foot, like, you know, that's something that could easily be reaggravated or you know happen again. Um, you know, and I, I'd be pretty worried about it. But you know, if medically it clears out and you're another team in the NBA and you have the draft capital or pieces to go get Zion and you believe in him, you know why not? You know, because I guarantee you the price is a lot lower now than what it would have been you know a year or two ago.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a good point. Is the price probably won't? Is the price has gone down? Yeah, because then it's like if he does come back and starts playing, or he starts playing and he's
1: actually consistent and you know doesn't get injured or and things like that, you know that price is gonna shoot up. And you, I mean, if 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 you believe in him, you know, might as well go get him now when his price is probably gonna be at the lowest.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, and then that way you're not kicking yourself about it.
0: yeah i agree yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see where he could end up
1: oh absolutely it's it's a bit of a mess you know they they traded for cj McCollum before the deadline and cj has said that you know zion never even reached out to me yeah
0: i was just thinking about that yeah zion never reached out to him
1: and it's kind of like well
0: that's that's a red flag
1: yeah is that a telling tale of what Zion thinks of the situation in New Orleans or, or what because it's
0: it's just not a, it's something I would definitely not want to be a part of let me put it that way yeah I I don't think there's there's not a lot good going on right now in New Orleans and it's a shame because they had the same thing with Anthony Davis they got their superstar but it didn't work out long term and he went somewhere else now they're going to go through the same thing with Zion.
1: He was there kind of, you know, injured nowhere near the same amount of time as Zion, but he was definitely injury prone, it seemed like. And and they finally moved on for him, and, you know, then they kind of found their guy to fill that void, and it's been an identical situation to it.
0: Yeah, and they're both big men, too.
1: Yeah, clearly they uh, maybe they should go after a different sort of position player type of deal in the draft because the last two that they've thought are are it are definitely not it for them um, because they've
0: or maybe the Pelicans should just stop sucking. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is kind of crazy considering you know their their
1: talent level on the team isn't really that bad to where they are you know standings wise right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum's actually a pretty good duo right there, and the Zion were healthy. You'd think that'd be a solid trio. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially with, like, Jackson Hayes, I think he's really decent. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a, a, a nice player,
1: good guy. You know, I mean, he's serviceable. Um, but, you know, even Jonas Valanciunas, I really like him. Uh, you know, there's... There's a lot of potential on this team, that's for sure.
0: Yes, there is. <laughs> and then as far as other games going on tonight, the Nuggets should destroy the Thunder. Suns should rough oh, up yeah. the Blazers.
1: Yeah, I guess the I mean the Suns maybe, you know, kind of struggle early cuz CP3's out, but you know that that Trailblazers team is, it is what it is, so I, I I can't imagine the sun's dropping that game. You know, early it might be pretty interesting,
0: but... Do you think uh, they'll cover the 11-point spread? That's tough, right? Yeah, that's a tough uh, one for that game. I could see not, Portland making it closer than you'd like.
1: Yeah, I, I think I would take Portland to... uh yeah, you know, I think they. I think Portland's able to keep it under eleven. Honestly, okay. even though that game's away for them, I, I don't know. Something Plus about eleven kind of says stay away from Phoenix at eleven. Yeah. So, but you never know, I guess. But.
0: Yeah, it's true. But. All right. I think that's uh, I think that's enough for NBA
1: alright no more NBA
0: no mas NBA And then we don't have too many ranked college matchups tonight
1: no that's you know that's something I pay a lot more attention to you know you're definitely more the NBA guy but college basketball is kind of my thing you know we got the likes of alabama you know number 25 alabama's hosting texas a&m Bama's a 10 point favorite over the aggies and then you got yukon creighton the battle of the big east um you know it not really too intriguing creighton's having a solid year they're 19 and 9 yukon's 21 and 7 yukon goes on the road um as a four point favorite you know that that that's something I would look to uh, be taking is, is Creighton to be able to cover that.
0: Okay. Um,
1: you know, UConn's good, don't get me wrong, but I feel like in those Big East games, they remind me a lot of Big Ten basketball, and anything's possible.
0: Okay. I th- personally, I think number five, Auburn, gets on the right track with a win against Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, they should. <laughs> Kind of crazy that they've
0: lost three, three of their, their last six
1: games.
0: Yeah, it's it's been interesting to see what, what's happened to them recently. It's and it's not a good time for this to be happening either, right before March Madness.
1: No, it's not. And it is kind of weird. So like I just said, they're uh they're three and three in their last three games. Their three wins have all been at home their three losses have all been on the road and tonight they go to uh you know they, they play on the road at mississippi state uh that could be you know upset alert Starkville, starksville mississippi there for
0: the way auburn's losses. played it's it's believable
1: yeah i mean i i personally like a month a month or, you know a month month and a half ago you know i thought auburn was really really good jabari smith is uh You know he's a stud. Oh yeah, he's definitely going to be a top three NBA pick. You know, just depends on what teams have what pick and you know what they need.
0: Hopefully, he's a future Piston.
1: (laughs) There you go. And then I think the other
0: ranked game tonight is going to be LSU. I think is on the or yeah, Arkansas hosts.
1: Arkansas is the ranked team there. They're number fourteen. They're pretty solid team, but.
0: Um, and that's one the one of the teams that beat Auburn.
1: Exactly. It was uh, Arkansas. That was yeah. That was almost a month, month and a half, maybe like a month ago. Was the first one to knock them off in a long, long time. Um, it, it could be interesting. You know, Sharif O'Neill.
0: Arkansas Not a, cool. a five-and-a-half-point
1: a favorite. Yeah, Arkansas, five-and-a-half favorite. I, I think i
0: take that, honestly. I, I do, too. I definitely think the Razorbacks
1: would be able to cover that. They've, they've kind of looked really, really good uh, here recently. Um, they're on a four-game streak. Their last loss was at Alabama. Before that, they've won, like, nine straight yeah I think you take Arkansas five and a half favorites all day against LSU
0: yeah I I think that's a good pick now, especially that
1: game being home for them too
0: yes yes absolutely now as far as March Madness is concerned who are who are a few teams that you're you're liking the most who are the few teams that you like the most right now
1: that's tough for March Madness. Oh, uh,
0: man. I definitely would probably say. Do you think Gonzaga's got a shot? Do you think they're actually going to be able to go that far? Yeah, I think. I guess. I'll give you my four final four teams. Or, yeah, my, my four final four teams that I really like. Honestly, Gonzaga okay um they just got you know a good mix of experience with Timmy coming
1: back and uh, obviously Chet Holgram there yeah um I think Duke solely because it's coach K's last season there's just always something about that that is scary to
0: watch yeah that would be something if they make a run for his final year
1: I think Wisconsin is a really good team.
0: Ooh, okay. I think okay. They can make a deep
1: run into the tournament.
0: Big 10 has some representation.
1: And then I guess for my final final four pick, uh... Oh man. Honestly, I guess I would say probably probably gonna shock a lot of people. Illinois, I, I
0: really okay.
1: I just, I mean, I, maybe I'm really biased because I watch a ton of big time basketball, but I, just in the tournament, like Kofi Coburn, like that dude is a is a beast, and like. They just have a lot of outside shooting with, with with a lot of their guards can really drain the three ball. You put him, you know, assuming he stays out of foul trouble as best as possible. I mean, that's a dangerous tournament team right there. They have a really good center along with a ton of guards that can shoot the ball with experience that uh, that have had, you know, runs into the tournament. You know, that's, that's a team I'd want to stay away from.
0: Yeah, okay. That's what you're saying. That would be interesting to see two Big Ten teams make it.
1: Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy, right? Because the Big Ten hasn't won a college basketball championship since 2000 when Michigan State did it. But
0: here I am
1: putting two teams in, in the final four.
0: <laughs> you're optimistic.
1: Yeah, I guess another team I'd like is, is either, I don't know, it's kind of a coin flip either Kansas or Baylor.
0: Okay. Uh, just,
1: I could see those two teams going. One, you
0: know, and both are both very about good. Or one of them, both honestly. are very good.
1: So, but I think it's going to be interesting. I think it. I think this year's March Madness could be. You know, it's going to be a lot like last year's. You know, UCLA made a deep run. Um, you know, they played in a play-in game. You know, they weren't even in the actual bracket. They had to play their way into it, and they find they found themselves in the final four losing to uh, Gonzaga, you know, and, and Jalen Suggs hit a last-second shot to beat UCLA or else UCLA would have been in the championship game against Baylor. So, I, I and I think this year you'll see a lot of the – you, you could see something like that too. Like, there's just a lot of parity, it seems. You know, all, all these top teams will lose, you know, and it's just kind of like a rotating – table of who's at the top of the the rankings outside of maybe like Gonzaga and Baylor's been up there for a long, long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But,
1: you know, we'll never know till March. All it takes is, you know, one Cinderella, one one big upset and the whole, whole thing can be turned upside down.
0: Yeah, it's always nice when your bracket gets destroyed after the first weekend. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, especially those like four four twelve yeah
0: you know, those type of games
1: where it's like you kidding me yeah that's yeah, what makes it so much fun
0: yeah <laughs> oh god all right is there anything else you would like to bring up? I mean, I think we hit a lot today. Honestly,
1: man, I think uh, I think I'm pretty good with everything. Unless you got anything else you want to talk about?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. I think uh, I think we covered it. I think, yeah, I think we gave the people what they needed to know for tonight's games. Uh, yeah. Although I guess it might be uh, worth note- noting that uh, this Saturday. UFC 272: Jorge Masvidal vs. Colby Covington.
1: That is right. You we were texting about this earlier. That's um, yeah, gonna be a good fight, I think. You know, those those two have a lot of beef between the yes. two of them. So that could be a uh, that could be a bloodbath.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm expecting somebody to get knocked out.
1: Oh, I really hope so, honestly.
0: Yeah, somebody's getting knocked out in that fight. It's not ending without one
1: no it is not but that'll be uh you know I it'll be a good fight one way or another I don't I don't really know who can win you know it
0: see I want mass it all but I'm thinking it's gonna be Covington
1: yeah it's just it's it's tough like I don't know you never know but I think I'd have to go with you I, I think Helvington would win, but I'd rather see Jorge Masvidal.
0: Yeah, I'd rather see the BMF win.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Alright, so that that about does it for today. Thank you awesome. for uh all who listened. And yeah. Podcast is on Wednesdays. This is the first one in a while, but uh, we'll be going back to being pretty regular going forward. And yeah, those of you listen, have a good one. Yeah, thank you for having me on tonight, Jordy, and uh, all our listeners and viewers. Man, keep on coming back every Wednesday. It's only going to go up from here. Yes, it will. And yeah, we're we're done. <laughs>